William Dunn Longstaff was a well-to-do businessman, and <clears throat> he uh, there was a time where he was listening to a sermon. The preacher said, "My text is found in First Peter one sixteen: Be ye holy, for I am holy." And the more he thought about that, "Be ye holy, for I am holy," the more logical and more practical it became. And soon he was thinking of this idea of holiness and how it's not just something that's added on to the gospel like an appendage, but really it's like the heart of the gospel, this idea of holiness. Uh, God makes us holy. We strive to grow in holiness. And so this, this idea had been planted in his head, and he'd been thinking about it for a while and uh, really meditating on the importance of it. A while later, a, uh, a preacher had, who had been in China came back and addressed them well, in England, had come to England and was addressing a conference of people there. And in that speech, uh, he used the phrase, take time and be holy. <clears throat> and something just clicked in Longstaff's mind, and, and he changed the word to for and, and he said, in making the phrase, take time to be holy. And that, that phrase was like a light bulb went off with him. And before he knew it, Words and phrases became lines and stanzas, and uh, he was reading the first stanza of his first original hymn. <clears throat> and um, I think that the the verse the verses of this song are, are express the keys to being holy. And we're going to use the first line of this song as an outline of our worship tonight. Uh, you know, take time to be holy because, you know, it's not something that's just going to happen by accident. And there's a sense in which God sanctifies us. He makes us a saint and we're holy in, in a sense, in, in one sense. In another sense, we are, are being sanctified, right? We're being made holy. And so there's a process that we go through to become holy. And it takes time. It takes effort. And some of the keys that he mentions in this song, take time to be holy, Speak oft with thy Lord. You know, we gotta be in we gotta be talking to God. We've got to be in prayer. You know, that's one of the foundational keys to our holiness. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Be in the word. Make friends of God's children and help those who are weak. So being involved in the church and uh, being with people who love God and expressing their faith in their lives, and, and being involved in helping people, key to holiness, and forgetting in nothing his blessings to seek. And so we're living a life that pleases, we're striving to live a life that pleases God, that will, uh, that will also bless us because of that. That's the outline for tonight. We're not actually going to sing the song, but that's the thoughts that we're going to go through. And we're going to read some scriptures and... Uh, We're going to read some scriptures and sing some songs about each of these. We're going to start with, Speak off with thy Lord. Psalm 34, uh, 1 through 8. Uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 encourages us to continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Psalm 62, verse 8, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. 
Uh, this time we'll sing three songs having to do with prayer. <clears throat> First song this evening will be out of your supplement, number 118, God of Prayer.
Uh, prayer is vital to our holiness. Um, I've thought for a long time that the how often we sin is inversely proportional to how often we pray. Uh, you don't not good at math. That means the more you do one, the less the other happens. So. Inversely proportional means the more I pray, the less I sin. It's also true of, of the next topic. The more I'm in his word, the more, uh, the less that temptation can get, have a hold of me. Abide in him always and feed on his word. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Psalm 119, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever before me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. technical difficulties. All right, we're going to sing three songs that have to do with God's Word. Thy Word is a treasure. <clears throat> the young secure their hearts, number 435.
Psalm 19, number 439, Psalm 19. God's children help those who are weak. <clears throat> the early Christians made time to be together and to encourage each other and help each other because we know that times are, are time is fleeting and the world is a dangerous place and we need each other. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, the breaking of bread and to the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the prophets, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. 
And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Hebrews chapter 3, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For you have come to share in Christ, even if, we, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Later in chapter 10, he tells us, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. In 1 Thessalonians 5, we're encouraged, we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. David will lead us in some songs about the church and our unity and love we have for each other. Number 112 in the supplements, <clears throat> we are one.
four or six hundred forty three, excuse me, six forty three in the Lord's hymnal, God's family. We'll sing verses one and two. One and two only.
we're getting in nothing, his blessings to seek. In this section, I was thinking about we're living a life that um, where we're seeking him, not necessarily doing it just so we can receive blessings, but we want to live a life that pleases him. And in doing that, he wants to bless us. And so we're living a life of seeking him, of serving him, uh, and uh, waiting on him and uh, depending on him, knowing that these blessings come from him. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. We seek him, he'll bless us with the things we need. Later in the sermon, he says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Psalm 63.1, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Our life, we just thirst for the Lord so much. We want Him and His blessings in our lives. Psalm 34, verse 10. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Isaiah 40. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Number 249 out of the large book. Seek ye first. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. 
song will only be up on the PowerPoint. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Your song will be number 307, Are You Washed in the Blood? Number 307. <clears throat> Do you have a Bible? Uh, and we'd like to turn to 1 Peter 1. What I'd like to do is examine the context of the verse that we started out with at the very beginning. Uh, you shall be holy, for I am holy. So 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. This whole passage is really good that we just spent the whole night just looking at this passage. Let's start at verse 13. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but... As he who, who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you are ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, For sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God, 
For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Through this passage, through these scriptures that surround this passage of holiness, we see ideas of holiness expressed in different ways. We're not conformed with the passions of our former ignorance. We don't live that life that we did before. But just like God is holy, we're going to live a holy life. And we think about the fact in verse 17 that he's going to judge people impartially based on their deeds. And so what we're going to do is we're going to conduct ourselves with fear throughout the time of our exile. That's someone who's going to strive to live a holy life like God because he knows that God's going to bring every work into judgment. Also, we know in verse 18 that we were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from our forefathers. We were bought, we were redeemed and bought from that uh, grave situation that we were in with the precious blood of Jesus. And he was brought here and he was raised from the dead and, and was given glory so that our faith and hope are in God. And so in verse 22, having purified our souls by the obedience to the truth, we're going to have sincere brotherly love. We're going to love one another earnestly with a pure heart because we've been born again. You see how a relationship with God is going to reflect it, it's going to show itself in the way that we live and the way we conduct our lives, the way we uh, treat other people. Because we know God's going to judge us, we live a certain way. Because we know we've been ransomed, we're going to live a certain way. And because we uh, have been purified by the obedience to the truth, we're going to live a certain way. And so as Christians, we need to think about, are we doing that? Are we living holy lives? Are we growing in that? You know, holiness and sanctification and saints, that's all the same Greek word. Uh, and, uh, you know, we read in passages about being sanctified, First Corinthians 1, for example, to the church of God, which is Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus. So there's the idea that we've already been set apart. We've already been made holy in, in a sense that God has separated us from our sin. He separated us from the world. He separated us to be in his service and devoted to him. So we've been sanctified through the transaction that happened on the cross. But it also talks, there's verses that talk about this process of sanctification that we go through and where we grow in that holiness and and as he is holy we're going to live holy lives lives that are committed and dedicated to him that happens through prayer that happens through reading god's word that happens through being with the brethren and that happens through seeking his will and and seeking to please him uh, every minute of our life so at the end of a service like this it's a time of reflection you know, where can I improve? What can I do better? How have I failed? All of us can do that. Think about how can I grow in this holiness? But for those who have been living a life of unholiness, we want to provide an opportunity for you to make it right now. If you need to repent of that, if you're a Christian and you've like just totally been living in it for yourself, you've been living in unholiness, you've... Uh, uh, you are, you are still conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. And we're not supposed to be conformed to those passions. We're supposed to be transformed. If we're still struggling with that and you need help with that, your brethren are where you need to go because we will help you. We'll pray for you. We will help you through this. Uh, if it's something, and it doesn't have to be a public confession if it's a private sin you're struggling with, but it certainly helps. If it's a public sin, you need to repent of and let the church know that you're working to do better and you want to improve and you need our support. This is a great opportunity to do that. But if you've not been in Christ, you know, he, he assumes in this passage that you're obedient children. You know, he assumes that you call on him as father. He assumes that you've been ransomed. <laughs> he assumes that uh, you've purified your souls. This passage is for people who are in Christ. Without that being in Christ, you haven't been separated from sin. You haven't been separated from the world. You haven't been separated for the, for the uh, 
being dedicated to the service of God. And this is another great opportunity to do that. If you have faith in God and you want to confess him and put Christ on in baptism, now is a great opportunity to do that. We invite you to come forward as we stand and sing. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing?